Welcome to the Student Ministry Matters podcast. We want to encourage, equip, and connect those with a passion to impact the next generation for Jesus Christ. Student ministry can be a lonely place. You might even feel like you're the only one in your church or community that cares about students. Well, know this, you're not alone. People all across the country are engaging Gen Z and care deeply about the spiritual direction of these young men and women. Whether you're full-time, part-time, bivocational, or volunteer, if you have a heart for students, this is the place for you. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Dan Carson, and we are thrilled to have you join us again as we continue the conversation about student ministry. On today's podcast, we are going to be talking about the importance and challenges of ministering to students during the college years. I have two special guests with me, Brad Harris and Stuart Estes. Brad and Stuart are the current leaders at the Association of Baptist Students at the University of Arkansas. Brad is the lead pastor of Prairie Oaks Baptist Church in Prairie Grove, Arkansas, which is just a few minutes away from the U of A campus. He's been serving with Prairie Oaks for 10 years and has been connected with the ABS ministry for 22 years. He attended ABS as a student, and he just never really left. He's been the associate director for a number of years and is helping bridge the gap between the ministry's former director, Warren DeGoss, who was there for over 40 years, and its new ministry team leader, Stuart Estes. As mentioned, Stuart is the new ministry team leader of the ABS at the U of A. He's married and has two tiny people in his house. Guys, thanks for being on the podcast with us. Great to be here, Dan. Thank you. Yeah, thanks so much for having us. Well, before we get too far into the conversation, I'd love our listeners to get to know you a little bit. Maybe you could share about your call to Christ and your call to ministry. So, Stuart, let's start with you. Yeah, so I... I uh, first made a decision to follow Christ in Harrison, Arkansas, when I was six years old. I remember the pastor of the church, uh, he was speaking about uh, sin that morning in his uh, sermon. And I just remember thinking, I, I've i got a problem and Jesus is the one who can fix it. And so I went forward and uh, as sometimes is the case with six-year-olds, I wasn't quite sure what was going on. And the pastor led me through the uh, sinner's prayer, and I wasn't, again, quite sure what was going on. And so on the way home, I realized, hey, you know, I didn't say that prayer like he asked me to. So I just reached out to Jesus there in the back seat of the car, and I said, hey, I don't understand all the specifics. Uh, I know that I am sinful and that you are the one who can fix it, and I'm trusting you with that. And so from there, it's just been a relationship and uh you know, I'm finding more and more all the time that the relationship is the key word. And so I uh, grew up there around Harrison and uh, was in youth groups and uh, graduated from high school in 2010, came over here to the university um, and was fortunate enough to find a church outside of Fayetteville. Um, and I got plugged in helping with their youth group. Um, and then I met my wife, uh, Hannah up at the university, and uh, she was going to Round Mountain Missionary Baptist Church, also near Fayetteville. And so when we got married, we took on the youth leader position there at Round Mountain and have been there since. Over the last couple of years, I've just felt a stronger call to move into more full-time ministry. With the work I was doing there at Round Mountain, I just felt like, hey, maybe there's more to this. And so I started some of my uh, studies at Midwestern Seminary up in Kansas City and have just sort of been 
uh, working through that. And then this opportunity opened up here at ABS and I felt the Lord sort of prompting me and I was really excited about that. Um, so interviewed, um, it took some time because <laughs> the world was wrecked with COVID right in the middle of all that, but we finally got it all together and now I'm here. I'm looking forward to working alongside the Holy Spirit and Brad in this ministry. Man, I'm excited for you to be connected to the Association of Baptist Students. I know that God has a lot in store for you and and for us in that process. So, Brad, how about you? How did you know that Jesus wanted to have a relationship with you and that he wanted you to serve in ministry? Well, um, this started with when I was, I grew up in a little church over in uh, rural Benton County, uh, Mount Zion, and it's was on a Wednesday night Bible study. I mean, it wasn't youth group or anything like that. It was uh, the Bible study that my dad led because the pastor couldn't be there on Wednesday nights. And one of the little ladies there just asked me about, you know, who was I sharing the gospel with? And the Holy Spirit used that moment to point out that I needed to trust in Christ. I needed to get saved. And so it really bothered me. And, and by the end of the of the evening, I was I was in tears, and I just knew this emptiness needed filled. So I uh, talked to my mom and and my dad, and and they were like, "Well, you know what you need to do, and you got to pray that prayer yourself." And so I knelt by my bed in uh, that little mobile home and asked Jesus to come into my heart to forgive me my sins, and He blessed me with being saved, and I I felt that feeling of of him coming into my heart and filling that empty void that I had. And, uh, you know, just kind of continued on in that little church. And and by the time I got to college, I was in kind of a spiritual crisis because my mom and dad were divorcing and and I just wasn't sure. And, and it was ABS that really was a stabilizing force in my life as Warren was there to answer a lot of questions. And, and I got involved in a local church as well and and was in some Bible studies that really helped me get a handle on God and his control of all things, his sovereignty, and and just to really trust him with my life, living for him. And so ABS played it and Warren played a very important role in that. And then when I graduated from college and moved off, I got to a point in my life where uh, career had to change and the little church I was in in Idaho, the pastor there was like, well, why don't you go to Bible college? The Lord will show you what's next from there. And so in October of, of 2000, every night I was at the altar because the Lord was having me surrender something else. And the last night of revival, I just gave him a, a blank contract. If you remember that illustration, I just, God, you fill in the blanks. I'm just giving it all to you. I went on to Bible college and the first person I called to tell about those decisions uh, was Warren Dugas. And uh, that's when he started fishing. He said, well, I need an intern to come help me here at the the ABS. And I was like, oh, I, I don't want to go back to Arkansas. I want to, that's the Bible belt. I want to go out West and, and serve out there. But I'll be praying the Lord send someone. And he said, okay. And the more I prayed and the more circumstances worked out, the Lord finally convinced me almost against my will that it was Arkansas where he wanted me to be. 
and not out west. And so that's the start of coming to work at ABS in 2003. Was uh, it was going to just be temporary until Warren could find someone else? And <laughs> now I'm here in this uh, uh, opportunity to see the torch get passed from Warren and myself to Stuart and super thrilled about what God is doing here. It is amazing the impact that the Association of Baptist Students has had and people like yourself. I think both of you have had something of an experience with with that group. I know that um, Stuart's wife was involved in that ministry while she was a, a student at the U of A. Um, I know that it's had a big impact in your life, Brad. And my life was was touched by ABS. When I was a high school student at Springdale High School back in the late 80s, um, I had the opportunity to go and to sit with Warren during some of those Bible studies. I made trips with the ABS group. Why my mom was letting me run around with a bunch of college students when I was <laughs> in high school, I don't know. But it was a, it was a great time. It was a, a very powerful time. And it's been neat to watch God use that group over the years. Now, when I record this podcast with my two co-hosts, Micah Powell and Chris Vines, we typically hit a random question of the week. It gives our listeners an opportunity to get to know us better. Um, So you guys get to answer this week's get to know you question, and I'll give you a softball. You are both serving with students at the University of Arkansas. Stuart, your wife even works on campus. So... What is your favorite Razorback sport to watch? Brad, let's start with you. Well, I'm possibly throwing a curve here, but the last Razorback sport that I watched and I really enjoyed was the Razorback cycling. Uh, Wow. Yeah. (laughs) That is a curveball. I had a friend that competed for the Razorback cycling club, and uh, it was a lot of fun. I mean, just kind of cheering and, and they did well that day. Uh, it was their home event, so you would hope they'd do well. Uh, but yeah, that was my, that's been one of my uh, favorite sports to watch here as of late among the Razorbacks. All right. We all know that if you know about the Razorbacks, we call the Hogs. Did they call the Hogs at the cycling event? We did as we stood there by the side of the road, <laughs> cheered them on. Okay. <laughs> that's fantastic. Stu- that's awesome. right. Uh, Stuart, how about you? Uh, I think basketball. Um, I just have a lot of good memories of coming over to watch basketball games with my my dad and my grandpa and my uncle uh, in the evenings after uh, school in Harrison. So just a lot of good memories there. And uh, yeah, basketball. Yeah, I love football and I love college football and I and I love the Razorbacks and. You know, they haven't done the best, but I still love going to the games and and calling the Hogs and and being there. And it kind of breaks my heart what this fall semester is going to look like when you throw in COVID and and uh, some of the restrictions that we face. But, you know, eventually we'll get to a place where we can gather together in a stadium again and you'll hear those 70,000 fans calling those Hogs. But, um, well... College sports is definitely not all there is to college life, especially for the 27,000-plus students enrolled at the U of A. There's so much to college life. So let's start there. Brad, what are some of the things that college students are trying to incorporate into their lives and to balance out during this period? One of the things that I remember, and then just visiting with students this last week, 
it's that transition from mom and dad or or whatever home was before they took care of most of the bills most of all those things and the dorm may be kind of an opportunity to get eased into that adult responsibilities but especially you know sophomore junior year as they move out into an apartment and they're trying to figure out what what is the deposits for a water bill how do i get my electricity turned on and and just managing the adulthood that's always an adventure just figuring out that for the first time not to mention mm-hmm. what am i going to study maybe i don't want this as a career in what about the other parts of my life and encouraging students to find the importance of their spiritual needs. Yeah. The, all those adult things, I was crazy and I got married after my third year of college. And so I was 20 years old at that point. And so I was trying to, to juggle college and life as being an adult. And so it was all so very, it was just a lot. And so, you know, you meet college students for the first times and they just seem exhausted at moments. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, now, it's that spiritual component, though, that, and that's really what I, I want us to focus in on as we talk about. Uh, you made mention of it, Brad. What makes that aspect so pivotal to focus in on during these college years? What do you think, Stuart? I think Brad is describing a transition period where, and as I think back about it, it a lot of that transition is a shift in authority. So at home, you know, during high school, your parents are your authority. You try and rebel against them, whatever. But when you hit college, you know, you really do have a lot more authority over your life. So this semester, we're sort of looking at Matthew with the students at ABS. And one of the big things of Matthew um, is that Jesus is king, right? And so we, part of being king is having authority. And so I think it's really important for college students to sort of work through these authority issues that they have in their life, um, having more, like Brad said, more responsibilities, more adulting to do, but also um, not having mom and dad there to help them, right? And so they have to sort of decide, am I going to fall in line with the authority of Christ? Is that something I'm going to cling to? And am I going to let that change my life and let let his authority make me into something that I couldn't be on my own. So I, I, that, for me, that's why it's so pivotal. Well, as as you look at at students and they're gaining authority over their own lives and they're they're working through those things, it, it is tough. I, I think about my own students that came from my own house, not my student ministry, but actually came and they were they're off at of college. They're trying to figure out their own way. Um, it's a lot. It can be stressful. So as student ministry workers, as student pastors, because that's our audience, we're talking with talking to my vocational part-time, full-time uh, student ministry workers out there. What are some things that we can do to continue to support our students as they make that leap to college, as they step into those roles of making decisions and choices for themselves? Brad or Stuart, which, what do you think? Well, just to jump in here, Two thoughts on that. One is the preparation beforehand of giving them the reason why we respond to Christ's authority mm. and anchoring them in his, his love for us, his price he paid for us, and enabling them to, to not just have a set of rules to break when we get to college, 
but a love relationship with a savior who knows what's best for us, even if I am the only one that's doing it. And then realizing in that transition time to allow the student to explore, to maybe make some mistakes even, but it's it's a time of patience where not only are they going to change their their uh, major and their career, you know, two or three times in college, but they may try out some churches that you wouldn't be super excited about hoping they're trying out some churches, you know, but just giving them some space, but at the same time, still encouraging that relationship with Christ first and foremost. Does that make sense to you, Stuart? Yeah, it does. I think that preparation is really key. And then I think also once those students leave and go to college, I think there's a great opportunity to continue to connect with their parents. If you have a connection with their parents to say, hey, are are you sort of following up with your student? I mean, I, I know parents mm, are following yeah. up all the time. They want to be involved. But are they really asking the questions of, you know, how's how's it going finding a church? How do you feel about living on your own and what that means for your walk with Christ? So. Sometimes it might be supporting parents when they lose their students who go off to college. Uh, I think that would be something else that we could consider. Uh, student ministry in so many ways is family ministry. And when we pour into those students, we need to be pouring into their parents. And so that that relationship doesn't just sever when they graduate. Um, we still have that connection. So that's that's a fantastic point, Stuart. Um, well, even with that in mind, even if we have a supportive home church, if we have supportive student ministry that they came out of, we have a student ministry worker that loved them, parents that worked them, love them. There are so many that still fall away. Why do you think it is that so many college students leave their faith at home, that they, they kind of shelve it um, as they head back to college? Yeah, I think um, it's a monumental change in their life, and they may see it as an opportunity to And I think so often in school, they sort of get this vibe that college is a time to really, you know, redefine who you are or start to define who you're going to be. So high school's over, whoever you were there, you're going somewhere different. Those people don't know that high school student. And so I think if they don't work through back to the authority thing, if they don't sort of look at how Jesus has authority over their life, and that's not part of who they want to be defined as, then they sort of end that person, right? And they go off Mm. here to Fayetteville and they can be somebody different, which is good. That's a growth opportunity. And if you hang with Jesus and you let him have authority in your life, to go through that growth opportunity with him is great. But I, I think sometimes it just doesn't weather as well as, you know, youth leaders or family members think that it will. Yeah, it's a it's a transition point. I remember a book that James Dobson put out years ago, talk about life on the edge, uh, that 18 to 25 year old stage where so much changes in a, in a student's life um, and they're making so many choices. And yeah, there's this opportunity for them to be somebody different. And hopefully they're taking steps towards their relationship with God then away but so many, once they're out under from underneath their parents' house, underneath some of those rules and expectations, they've decided, I'm just going to be my own person for a while. Many of them will come back, 
Um, but we can't count on that. We need to be pouring into our students in a way that they know the word, they when they know what what God wants of them. And so that that's real important. Well, for a student to make it through college with their faith intact, what do they need to do? Brad, you've you've seen over these 22 years of involvement with ABS, you've seen some that have kind of gone through. You've seen some that have maybe shown up at the first year of their college and then they kind of faded away. What are some of those things that that college students can do and that we as student ministry workers can help pour into our students um, that they can do to make sure that they they step through those years with their faith intact? One of the big keys I see is finding fellowship with other believers at college, you know, mm-hmm. through student ministry yeah. to college ministry or through local church at home, local church at the college town. Yeah, definitely. preferably both. But that yeah. is such a key, funny story. When I was growing up, that little church, I was the youth group. I had a cousin mm-hmm. three years younger than me and we were technically the youth group, but we didn't even go to the same high school. So it was really, really exciting when we would go to church camp and things. And that's where I first met Warren. And so I chose the University of Arkansas because I knew there would be other Christians and I knew how to find them when I got there. And because, you know, Christian college wasn't even on my radar, wouldn't have been able to afford it anyways. But I chose the University of Arkansas over Mizzou, Columbia because I knew where I was going to get plugged in spiritually. And I think that's something to encourage as a student minister is help your student find an ABS or some ministry to get plugged in. One of the young men graduated two years ago. His pastor brought him to the ABS house to introduce him to Warren and I. So that, you know, one of his kids as a student, student worker would be plugged in somewhere when he got to the University of Arkansas. And that made a huge difference in that young man's life. And I think that's a, that's an important key. I, and I totally agree. I think connecting with college ministries can make a huge difference wherever you're at. Um, I know that, you know, I went to Central Baptist College small Christian school. You would think everybody there is a believer, but it was still vital that I was connected to other believers. In fact, I would often go over to the University of Central Arkansas there in Conway to their Association of Baptist Students so that I could hang out with other believers at that point. Both you gentlemen, you provide leadership for a registered school organization on campus called the Association of Baptist Students, but we haven't really stopped and tried to explain that what that is for others who are listening. Um, Stuart, what exactly is the Association of Baptist Students? Well, we're trying to be exactly what Brad was uh, describing, uh, a place where students can come, whether they be uh, believers or not, um, and feel a part of a community. And, uh, you know, Dan, you brought up that it is a a registered organization, also referred to as clubs on the campus. Mm -hmm. And the thing about ABS is we don't want to just be a club. Um, and we we want to be more than that. And that's why we've tried to focus on uh, the Great Commission. And we are seeking to fulfill the Great Commission on the University of Arkansas. Um, and so we focus on discipleship um, and connecting believers with the ministry that we have, but also helping them connect with local churches like Brad is talking about. 
And then also we're, we're striving to focus on relational evangelism and how do we get the students who are a part of the ABS to share their faith with their friends who are unbelievers so that we can see more mm. uh, people come be a part of the kingdom of God. Um, so we are a club, but just like a church could be sort of compared to a Kiwanis club, we're trying to be more than just a club. Uh, we're trying to have right. a kingdom right. impact. Yeah. You know, I know that there are other religious organizations on on the campus. Um, I believe it's BCM. Is that what the Southern Baptist organization is called? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are other groups out there. Um, but what I like about Association of Baptist Students, just like uh, I like about those other groups, is they're Christ-focused and they are missions-focused. I mean, I can't g- tell you uh, the excitement that's in my heart knowing there are 27,000 people enrolled at the University of Arkansas. That means that it is in a recent, well, it's actually 2010. I want to say it's in the top 20 towns in Arkansas <laughs> that there's that many people. If you, I mean, it's just, there is a great number of opportunities to be had of people sharing Jesus there on the campus. And so I loved hearing you, you say, Stuart, that you wanted to invite people to join you in that process, invite students to be involved in that mission process. Well, I know that there are a few ABS chapters around our country. They're not as uh, many ABS chapters as there are Southern Baptist groups that uh, meet on campuses, but these organizations, these chapters are sponsored by local churches and they're all connected to the Baptist Missionary Association of America. Brad, where are some of these other groups located at? There is a, a good ABS chapter down in SAU, Southern Arkansas University in Magnolia. Uh, Chris Lucy down there doing a good work. There is the uh, ABS chapter down at Texas A&M. There's an ABS chapter down at SFA. Brother Shackelford down there uh, doing some good stuff. And I believe there's still one there in Tyler at uh, Tyler Junior College. Or I think it's UT Tyler now. But there's uh, there's a few more ABS chapters out there, not to mention like perspectives there at UCA and Conway and uh, some other ministries like that. You know, whether it's an ABS um, or whether it is a, a church, it just has a great vision for college students. We know that this is important. We know that this is valuable. Uh, but why? For our listeners sake, why is it important to have ministries like ABS on college campuses? Yeah, so... Part of our vision for ABS is that we are parachurch, meaning we come alongside the work God is doing here in Northwest Arkansas through His churches. And I think just like just like a youth group is parachurch to the church that it's a part of, that's sort of how we look at ABS. And we have a youth group at a church because we have a, a group of individuals who are sort of the same age, going through the same things in life, and they just need a support network. Well, that's the same idea that we have for ABS, that we've got these students who are going through a big transition out of high school, out of home with mom and dad, to being on their own, having more uh, options, more choices. And then we're trying to connect them with other people who are going through the same thing. And so then what you see is you build that on the foundation of Christ and the Bible, and then they sort of get to go through those experiences together, learning how to do that the way a believer would and should. And so that's really why I think it's important to have ministries like ABS on campus. 
Well, if you have a youth pastor or a student pastor out there asking, why should you, why should my student go to ABS? What would you say to them? I think a good reason would be ABS is for as long as I've been there as a student and as a worker, really deep focus on teaching the Bible and not just teaching the Bible, like preaching it, but discussion to draw you to ask questions of the text and to listen to the Holy Spirit and to apply it to your life, both in that meeting and the following day and following up with those things. There is a definite scripture depth to that teaching of, of uh, the scriptures at ABS. But then also, I know that a lot of our listeners are uh, volunteers in a uh, small student ministry, and that's where I came from. And so I guess I kind of have a special heart for those kids that come to the U of A, and it can seem overwhelming, and yet here is a group that, as best as we can in the midst of a pandemic, still give that family welcome and relationship for a student that's maybe longing for that connection with with close connection with people. I'm going to have to change my answer before long, but when uh, a youth pastor asks me that, I'm going to say, because Brad Harris is there, uh, <laughs> I'm going to have to find a new answer before long. But, because Stuart <clears throat> Estes is there. Well, that won't get anybody there. Um, no, I, I would say that Brad makes a good point. We're not trying to and we've been sort of lining out what we're going to do for this semester. And a big part of that is we're not trying to preach at these students. We want them to sort of start looking at the Bible critically like like we enjoy doing. And, and we want them to sort of pull the truth out of text and think hard about what they're reading. And because we're Bible nerds and we like that. And so that's we're involved with this ministry. So that's kind of where we're headed. But um uh, I think that there's a lot of value in that because when Brad and I are gone and ABS is gone and they don't know what to do, the Bible's there, right? And Amen. that's God's Word, and that's what they can go on. Well, as we wrap up our conversation today, gentlemen, what would be the west, best way for someone to find out more about the ministry of the Association of Baptist Students? Brad? We have the hedge.uark both on Facebook and Instagram. It's a way to see what's going on. Stuart just posted a video giving some hints to the discussion questions for tonight's meeting. You know, so that's one way to find out about us. ABSUA.org is, is kind of a stationary website to, to give some generic information. But the best way to get to know us is to come visit here at 1005 West Clinton Boulevard in in Fayetteville, Arkansas. On a Tuesday night at 7, we'll have a home-cooked meal. We'll have some worship music. We'll have some of that discussion Bible study. And it's an opportunity to, to experience. And you don't have to be a U of A student to come get that sample. There is high school students, like Dan was, still coming. There is just... People who are uh, students at NTI or at NWAC or just working in the community, but it's an opportunity for them to meet with other young adults that are 
wanting to know more about Jesus Christ through his word. Let me say that if you are listening and you have students that are in your group that are headed to the University of Arkansas, I love one of the things that these guys shared today is that they had a they brought somebody up and they showed them the campus and they introduced them to Warren. I would love to see that same sort of thing happen. If you have students that are headed to the University of Arkansas, get them connected. If Association of Baptist Students is the group for them, fantastic. If it needs to be in a different organization, take your students to that campus and help them get connected on the front end. That's one of the big principles I think that we can take from today is that it is a value for them to, to meet and to connect with other believers. And if you can help encourage that as a student ministry worker, man, that is some powerful stuff that you can do. Now, if you want to learn more about the Association of Baptist Students at the University of Arkansas, how you could be a partner, whether you're giving financially or through prayer, um, there are some things that we'll have in the show notes, some connecting points, some of the things that uh, Brad mentioned as well. But I just want to say thank you for being with us, Brad and Stuart. I appreciate you being willing to talk about college ministry Um, some of the basics there about the ministry at the University of Arkansas. And I want to thank you for joining us today, listeners, as we have continued our talk about students and the important work that God has called us to. Remember, we would love to connect with you. You can reach us at info at studentministrymatters.com. But until next time, keep up the work because student ministry matters. Thanks for listening to the Student Ministry Matters podcast. Get connected at studentministrymatters.com or follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Student Ministry Matters. Until next time, keep up the great work with your students because the work matters.